group. This is the Son of Ghoul, and you're listening to the Secret Lair Drive-In. <laughs> Welcome to the Secret Lair Drive-In with your hosts, D-Dub and Stratosphere. The Secret Lair Drive-In is dedicated to bringing you the finest in B-movie entertainment news and reviews. And now, on with the show. Hey, D-Dub and Strat, this is Joe here. Just thought I'd record this this, uh, message. I wanted to uh, give you my thoughts on what I think is probably the second best movie of the summer. Do not miss in theaters Guardians of the Galaxy, guys. I'm sure you guys will go see it, but, you know, for your listeners out there, man, don't hesitate. Do not miss this movie. This was a lot of fun. I did, I knew I was gonna, I was really hoping to like it. Didn't think I'd like it this much, you know, because we're talking about a summer here where, for the most part, you know, the, the big blockbusters have been, you know, disappointing, you know, uh, except for Godzilla. Okay, that's in its own class, you know. You know my feelings on that. I loved it, but uh, left me wanting more. But anyway, uh, Guardians did not leave. It wa- left me wanting more, but not. N- I never thought they could do more within the movie. I want, I want to see a sequel already, you know what I mean? That's what I mean. But, uh, yeah, it was really, really good. It was a lot of fun, and I think it pretty much saved, you know, for the most part, the son of the, of the summer movies. Donna the Planet of the Apes, very good. This one, I, I think I had more fun watching this one in the theaters. Uh, you know, and it, it doesn't take itself too serious, but yeah, it's got that serious tone going through it. And you definitely get the feel that, yes, it is part of the big Marvel Universe thing. And I don't know where I read somewhere that they're actually supposed to show up in one of the Avengers movies. I don't know if it's the second one or the one after that. I have no idea. But, yeah, uh, this one I, I highly recommend. And I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, man, because I've seen it twice. I've seen it in IMAX 3D. and Me and my son went Thursday night, the night before it opened. And I've seen it in 2D. I went with my wife, like, two days later, saw it in 2D. I'm going to go out on a limb and recommend this one in IMAX 3D. I don't think it's playing regular IMAX. I know it's playing 2D. I don't think it's playing regular IMAX. I think if you go to see it in 3D, it's IMAX 3D. For the most part, I, I always thought 3D was just a gimmick. Okay, And yes, some movies utilize it very well. But yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is worth the extra paying the extra bucks to see it in the IMAX 3D because it was just... I don't know, just, it's just enhanced it even more, which you know, I guess that's what 3 ds supposed to do, but most of the time I don't like paying for it. But this one, yeah, I'm going to recommend it. Uh, one thing it had going for it, like, every character, they were all funny, they all had great lines, and and I really thought that, you know, that raccoon, Brad, Brad, Rocket Raccoon, Bradley Cooper, I thought he'd steal the show, and for the, yeah, he does a great job, and he's funny, he's a great character, but... I gotta say, I think Chris Pratt steals the show. I think he's just got that right. He just nailed that that smarmy, you know, you know, full of himself kind of hero. But yet, you know, he's got the heart of gold, you know. Uh, but yeah, I thought he was very, very good. Another really neat thing about it is, if you remember in Avengers, one of the really cool thing about Avengers was whether it was a a a joke they were delivering, or whether it was an action scene or a fight scene, every character in that movie 
had a moment. And in some cases, they had, it was like the two characters had a moment, you know, when they were fighting at the end, you, you had Cap and Iron Man and Thor and Hulk and uh, Black Widow and, and Hawkeye. They all had that moment where they shine. It was only a few seconds, but it was really cool, you know? Well, they do the same thing in this one, which was really, really neat. And, and I didn't, I, I knew I was going into this film, I knew I was going to like it. I knew, I just didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, Another thing is, I used to be a big soundtrack guy. I would get soundtracks to movies, and 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 you know, I would listen to them a lot. Uh, I, I loved soundtracks. I used to be a comic book artist, and when I used to work, I used when I worked, I would play soundtracks to movies and stuff like that while I was working. I haven't bought a soundtrack in probably ten or fifteen years. I just, you know, they're just, I just never cared to get them, you know. This is one soundtrack I'm going to go get, you know, because all the music was just so much fun. It worked so good. It was funny, you know, and the music was actually part of the movie. It wasn't just playing in the background when stuff was going on is, you know, it's, you know, I'm sure you've seen the preview. It's, it's like that, you know, but uh, yeah. And, and I got to tell you, I don't know if it's worth, if you haven't seen the film yet, I don't know if it's worth sticking around for the after the credits thing. Yeah, go online and see it online. It doesn't have anything to do with the movie. That doesn't have anything. It doesn't set another movie up. It doesn't. It's not something that you need to see for the sequel or anything like that or any of the other Marvel movies. No, it's just a little joke at the end. It's a good one. It's a good one, and I'm not going to give it away. But it's a good one, and we get to see a character that I thought we'd never see on screen again. I'll just leave it there. Okay, it's a character I thought we'd never see on screen again. So another thing I want to touch on really quick that's actually got me really upset, okay, is I don't know if you guys have seen it. It was up for a little while, and they took it down. If you do a little searching out there on the Internet, you can't find it out there. Is There is a brief, and I'm talking brief, 20 or 30 second, little preview of the Batman Superman movie uh, with uh, Ben Affleck and uh, Henry, Henry Cavill, I believe his last name is, and it... The copy I saw was very bad. It wasn't a really good copy. It was somebody must have shot it on their phone or something. But it's my understanding that Warner, I guess it's Warner Brothers or whoever's whoever the studio is, DC. As soon as that leaked out on the internet, they pulled it. See, here's my problem with this. Okay, they're not. This movie isn't coming out until 2016. Okay, so that's not next summer. That's the following summer. And in my opinion, this is just way too early to be teasing us with this stuff. Way too early. Okay? I don't know why they're waiting a whole year before they release this thing. Okay? It's got me upset. Why are they putting previews out now when the damn movie's not coming out for another, you know, year and a half? Okay? It's not, it's, it's, it, it's just, it, they're teasing us way too early for this. Okay, so that's one thing. Second thing I got is, okay, they show this thing at Comic-Con back in, uh, what was it, early July Comic-Con, they showed this thing. They had to know it was going to leak to the internet. They had to know that people were going to record it and it was going to get out. So what do they do? They turn around, as soon as it does get out, they pull it. So unless you want one of the, 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 the few that got to see it at Comic-Con, not only do we have to wait a year and a half based on this 30-second teaser that they showed us way too early, but then they put it out there and then they pull it so we can't see it. Okay, now I live in Pennsylvania. There's no way I can make it to Comic-Con every year. You know what I mean? I'm going to make it one of these years. But, you know, I'd like to see some of this stuff. And to put it out there and then pull it, it just 
really got me upset. And then, you know, and then I was upset on top of like, why are we teasing? Why are they teasing this movie way too early? You know, unless they decide to change their mind and release it next summer. I don't know. We've got Avengers next summer. They probably just don't want to go up against that. And I don't know why, you know, put the two movies out in the same time. Who cares? You know, the public will go, you know, they'll want to see both of them. They'll go to it, you know. But, yeah, that's just my little gripe there. I just could not stand the fact that they teased that way too early. And then they they pulled it on us. So we can't see it if we didn't get a chance to get to Comic-Con, you know. So, anyway, from what I saw of the teaser, it did look pretty cool, okay. It did look pretty cool. And, uh, obviously, I'm looking forward to seeing it. But I'm just going to have to wait a year and a half to see the damn thing. And... You know, they just, I think they tease these movies just way too early sometimes, and this is a this is a perfect example of it. But anyway, that's my little rant. As always, I love listening to the show. Keep up the good work, and uh, I'll be in touch. Take care, guys. Bye. Lights out. And now the movies, folks. Well, hello there, and welcome to yet another exciting episode, episode 49 of the Secret Lair Drive-In. Oh, my. I am your host, your fearless leader, D-Dub, and across the way back machine for me is my co-host and faithful acolyte, Stratosphere. Hi, kids. Well, before we get into this week's cinematic gem, let's toss out our contact information. If they'd like to suggest a movie... Tell us what geniuses we are, or by the other at the other end of the spectrum, what idiots we are. How could they do this? Uh, we can be contacted at secretlayerpodcast at gmail.com. Very nice. You got it on the first try, folks. That's two shows in a row. Woohoo! That's right. And you, you know, I'm, I'm staying up late nights and just <laughs> saying it over and over. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, see, we were testing him and. Okay. Um, so anyway, what was I? Yeah, did the contact information. Oh, contact information. This is, hey. the, part where, this is the part where we do talk about things that are important to us. Oh, that's right. Well, you know, speaking of important... Obscure here, things that are important to us. Well, um, well, train of thought just went off the tracks. Um, anyway, uh, before we get into... Je- Subscribe to us on iTunes. There you While go. While you're out there, leave us, leave us a review. These reviews do help, and I'm sure we might have one out there. I don't know. Uh, uh, reviews I'm not sure about. I think we have a couple episodes that have been uh, rated, but uh, 
the ratings are good for for our ratings, ironically enough, okay. because um, if you can get enough of your episodes to have good ratings, you can get in the uh, new and noteworthy, and there's a couple other um, groupings that iTunes has, and as you know, as all of you know, we're always trying to raise the profile of the show, and this this would help, and. When, when we know lots of people are listening, it ups our game. I know that sounds well, egotistical, but wouldn't be the first time we've been accused of that. Well, that's that's very true. So, with all that being said... Oh, and... It, uh, oh, go weird, ahead. Weird little story sort of relates. We're, we're, well, okay, the, the movie we're doing this week is uh, uh, Godzilla 2000 Millennium. Guess which year? And um, I meant to tell you, it went out for Father's Day the other day, and I had on my Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla shirt. Okay. And... Uh, I was there with my wife and daughter. We went to uh, Mongolian Grill. Remember we went to there? Uh, yeah, we went to the Col- one in Columbus. Yeah, I went to the one over by where you work. Over on Coventry. Yeah, and um, my wife and daughter absolutely loved it. And I'm sitting there, pigging out on Mongolian Grill. All of a sudden, this this guy that looks, looks like a typical uh, uh, Cleveland Heights yuppie, got a ponytail and, and the whole bit, look, leans over and says, Dude, I love your shirt. So my wife, God bless her, just happened to have some of our business cards, and I hand them out to everyone at the table, and they're all like, you review these movies? I'm like, oh, yeah, we're up to like our, our 49th, uh, we're going to be doing our 49th show this week. And they were like, oh, man, we're there. So three new fans. Just, all right. Just like that. That's that? how it works, kids. <laughs> I occasionally have cards with me. Oh, well, sad. Shame on me. I had none because I I basically come straight from work, and where I work, I get too dirty. I don't want. I don't get my nice business cards. Well, but. you see what I, what I did. I I went to what I laughingly call my summer wallet, which is a very. <laughs> I understand this concept. Okay. Yeah, you see, I used to have the what are they? You know, the big heavy wallet. Now I go to this little oh, dinky my. thing. I keep a couple of cards in there. It's a billfold, basically. Yeah, basically. A, and a, if a I money, want to, a money clip with, yeah, with, or I can put money in it if I ever carried money. You're but, like you me. Know, you don't. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a little trimmer. But when I had the other one, I could at least keep a couple of cards in it. Oh, okay. But my son, God love him, he has them right in his. Uh, that's that's um, yeah. My wife just I. I uh, when he when the guy complimented me, I was like, oh, hey, yeah, thanks a lot. And she's like, my wife's like, give me a business card. I'm like, I don't have any. And she rolls her eyes, digs through her purse, which, like all women, you know, she it's it's a freaking black hole of, of uh, cornucopia of riches. And, of course, she pulls out a whole handful of business cards. She's like, go, you know, she, she, you know she's like she's, or, you know, urging me to go on a play date. Go over there and talk to him. So, anyway, yeah, it's bigger on the inside. Exactly. So, I, I I wanted to tell you that story. So, Actually, I, got a, I got a story to tell you off, Mike. But, okay, uh, fair enough. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so Godzilla two thousand millennium, the beginning of the millennium era in in and the Godzilla pantheon. That's right. I like and that word pantheon. That's pantheon. not used enough. <laughs> so. I don't think there's enough smiting in the world either. But. Uh, it's been a while since I've been smote, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, well, anyway. There was uh, a few, few years back, but uh, the, t- the modern term for that is divorce. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that in the other one, a, a phrase that's not used very often anymore, but it kind of means the same thing. Comeuppance. Oh. 
And that's even more poetic than than. And smoke. it's even it's even worse than that when when it happens and somebody goes wah 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 wah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, and that's when the conversation turned dark. So anyway, so Godzilla, be- Godzilla yeah. two thousand. Yep. And the best place to start with these would be the, the plot. Godzilla is a literal force of nature to Japan, like a you know, like a hurricane or whatever. Okay. The Godzilla Prediction Network, or GPN, functions independently to study the monster and predict his landfalls. Right there, I'm just like, there's you don't predict Godzilla. You just don't. I know, but you know it. it drives the story. Godzilla's like Honey Badger. He don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of drives the story. Yeah. So. Meanwhile, the scientists of Crisis Control Intelligence, or CCI, find a 60-million-year-old UFO deep in the Japan Trench. Well, they don't know it's a UFO. They actually think it's just like a big rock or something. Oh, okay. Um, as CCI attempts to raise the thing, well, the thing uh, to study it, it takes off onto the sky, into the sky on its own. Godzilla arrives and battles the... Japan Self-Defense Forces, or as we like to call it, the Japanese Army, which they're not allowed to have. Yeah, but leading up to that, there's actually, I mean, the Godzilla reveal was actually very cool. Um, that was I, the lighthouse thing. Oh, yeah, okay. I will say I did, I, well, I, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I'll come back to this later. I did very, very much like the design of this Godzilla. There were other things I had... Um, I had problems with, which okay. we'll, we'll discuss when that time is appropriate. But let me say right up front, the design of this Godzilla was a good way to revive the franchise, which for the umpteenth time they were trying to do. Well, but at this, at this point, you know, they were trying to shake off the shake off the bad, well, let's face it, the American movie. Uh, yeah, this would have been two years after Zilla. So, um, and, I, and I thought... If if that was their goal, I'd say more or less mission accomplished because he, he does look fearsome. It, 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 he does, yes. And uh, he's po- not fat. Well, and I'll point out something else that uh, I did think was a legitimate criticism of yours of the 2014 movie is um, there there was very little camp in this movie. This this was more of a no Godzilla's there to be a force to be feared, not not. You know, doing the safety dance or, or flying. Right. I mean, not to say that there weren't little touches of humor during the movie. No, no, no. There, 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 was, there were some very light touches at certain points in it, which, uh, again, I'm not denying the 2014 was very much lacking in those moments. Okay. I, I'll give, give you that point entirely. But if they were looking to overhaul the look and make it seem like, okay, remember Godzilla? He's, you're supposed to be a, a scared of him. And and based on this design, I think mission accomplished. I'd say so. Anyway, um, got, okay. So the Japanese army is now equipped with powerful full metal missiles. It's like what were they made out of before? Them, full- them, them balls of missiles. They 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 go far, but they don't. <laughs> full metal missiles. What's your major malfunction? Missiles. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but the UFO appears searching for genetic information that only Godzilla possesses. It defeats Godzilla, driving the monster underwater, and then lands to replenish its solar power. Yuji Shinoda, the founder of the GPN, discovers the secret to Godzilla's regenerative properties. Which Yeah, but he discovers it 
alongside um, this other scientist who they, who we worked with once before, mm-hmm. and then the other guy went to CCI or whatever because there was some sort of a issue. Yeah, they and had a conflict on how the the, the problem should be tackled. They're right. they're in line the conflict. Now, the regenerative properties are named, it's called Organizer G1 in the Japanese version, but the North American release refers to it as Regenerator G1. Right. And those two just happen to have the same mouth movements, I guess. Um, You know, I don't even worry so much about the dubbing anymore. uh, After a while, you do get used to it. We've done enough of these. Uh, anyway, the UFO frees itself from the Japanese army's attempts to contain it and and heads for Shinjuku. Shinjuku, okay. Shinjuku to Oteba. That's one of the things I, I learned in my my Japanese course. That means where's where's Shinjuku Avenue? Okay. So if I ever get Shanghai and left left in Japan, I'll damn skip you. I'm going to Shinjuku Avenue, <laughs> whether you want to or not. That's it. Um, after landing atop the Tokyo Opera City Tower, it begins to drain all the files about Godzilla from Tokyo's master computers. CCI attempts to destroy the UFO using explosive charges, but Shinoda, attempting to find out more about the aliens, is nearly caught in the blast. He does survive and joins the rest of the cast on a nearby rooftop watching the UFO. Almost- yeah, it almost looks like a little bit of a like a house party or something, because there ain't no party like a Godzilla party. Absolutely, because that's how Godzilla rolls. Um, almost in response, the UFO broadcasts its message of invasion and creating a new empire on Earth. And Shinoda reveals that the aliens are after the regenerative properties contained inside Godzilla's DNA so that they, they may use it to reform their bodies. Yeah. I, 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 I must have missed all that. There, I've seen this movie a bunch of times. I don't remember any of that. Uh, it, it's, one, it's one of those things they, they get a little bit <coughs> too clever with the plotting, and they're they're trying to make this all seem like like very layered, and I think they they kind of forget about some of their own storylines because you're like, wait a minute, weren't we talking about that thing for what what thing? Mm-mm. So Godzilla arrives, always a good thing, and again yeah. battles the UFO. However, he, he is subdued by the UFO's assault. And it absorbs some of his DNA, which the aliens use to reform themselves outside the spaceship as the gigantic Millennium. Or as they call it in the States, Orga. Orga. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, Earth's atmosphere is different to the one the Millennium used to live in, so when it exposes itself to the atmosphere, it mutates into a horrible monster named Orga, which... At one point, doesn't it look sort of like a it's kind of a jellyfish before it, it? Well, this was fairly, I'd say, fairly this, early for some for uh, CG, especially over. I there. think this is actually the first example of uh, CG used in a Godzilla flick, if I'm not mistaken. Well, there is, if I'm not mistaken, there's some underwater swimming with Godzilla in this one that was CG. Right, I remember but that part. It, um, the creature, the creature looks like a thing from the uh, from the abyss, but above water is what it kind of reminds me. Kind of. In, in its early stages, before, yes, it's, before it turns into what it turns into, but when it first has all the the aliens like forming this amorphous blob, the whole thing very much reminds me of the the thing from the abyss. Okay, it's been a long time since I've seen that one. So. Um, it's been a while. Okay, Godzilla, reco- but I did see it. Okay. 
God, well, hey, that's always a plus. Godzilla re- recovers and fights Orga, which last name Nism. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Godzilla destroys it with a blast of his atomic breath. With the UFO decimated, Godzilla continues to strike the alien being, but the damage inflicted is quickly overcome by the creature's new healing factor, a trait the beast obtained from Godzilla's DNA. That's so, right. This is what I mean. It, it, it's a little too clever for its own good, in my opinion. Eventually gaining the upper hand, Orga drains more of Godzilla's DNA, trying to convert itself into a Godzilla clone. Finally, Orga opens its mouth, intending to swallow Godzilla whole. But Godzilla tricks it by deliberately throwing his head into its throat. While Orga begins to transform, Godzilla unleashes his atomic breath. And where did we see that many years, several years later? Yeah, very true. That's, And it's funny, um, we had seen Godzilla 2014. I had just finished watching Millennium like about three days before. So I, okay. I kind of had it fresh in my mind. And I'm like, oh my God, that's a total shout out to the 2000 movie. Well, I remember the first time I saw that particular thing, I was just, I was like floored. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a cool moment, man. Um, okay, Mitsuo Katagiri, head of CCI, dies when Godzilla partially destroys the roof of the building where he, Shinoda, and the scientists were observing the battle. Now, here comes the dumb part of the movie. Go ahead. The remaining cast on the roof wonders why Godzilla protects them, even though he attacks them and they attack him. And okay, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna highly dispute the way they have this worded here, but they eventually come up with and agree on the theory that perhaps there is a piece of Godzilla in all of us as Godzilla begins rampaging through Tokyo. Okay, I know. There was a lot of fun made of Dr. Sirozawa in 2014. That so sounds like something stupid he would say with with that that like weird look on his face. I, I, I almost I, I have expected that. him. To, like I said, I, I did give you that point. Yeah, Sirozawa is not utilized very good in the new movie, but that just sounds like something. You know, Godzilla protect us because there is a little bit of Godzilla in all of us. It's just it it's fortune cookie stuff it, it it's meant to sound deep but when you analyze it it just it sounds beyond idiotic okay that particular quote i could see that quote coming out maybe at the end of final wars you just hear me out okay just that scene where the little godzilla has his hands out to stop it and the little boy is out and you know i could see somebody saying well why doesn't he just attack us. Well, maybe there's a little bit of... I could see it. Okay. Kind of a schmaltzy thing. Schmaltzy, but at least somewhat of a coherent statement to make in that particular context. But uh, saying saying that quote, and then, okay, and Godzilla's just, just whomping on Tokyo for no apparent reason. Wasn't he kind of walking back out to sea at that point? Uh, the edit I saw, well, okay, then then he was looking to take down several buildings. Oh, yeah, he wasn't being gentle on his way out. Yeah, but it, it just, okay, maybe I didn't see that he was heading towards the sea. It just looked like, okay, t- break's over, folks. <laughs> tough you, tough kaiju union, but I, I, I got I to gotta level, uh, you know, Shinjuku Avenue by, by noon, make my quota. Yeah, these buildings ain't going to destroy themselves, you know. Ah, I like, I like what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> 
So okay, there were a couple of one thing this did have uh, as opposed to 2014 again, and it, you know we mentioned it earlier. And and you really have to make a lot of comparisons here because. In essence, they're both—they're both reboots. They're both reboots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, whether whether two thousand bec- or two thousand fourteen becomes the first in a series, they've been talking about it. But I'm sorry, I, I've heard no official word. It's all been wishful thinking, and we still don't know what if Toho is going to try to uh, revive their portion of the franchise too. So I, there's I so much up in the air right now. I, I, I wouldn't I, put it past them, especially since this one seems to be doing as well as it is. Yeah, and it is doing pretty well. Oh yeah, it's it's still. I mean, it's going to be one of, when all is said and done. It's going to be one of the bigger movies of the summer. I have no doubt of that. Um, but this one, it did have at least at points a little more of a sense of fun to it. Um, and I only say that you know, just little stupid things. Okay. The windshield of the jeep gets shattered at one point, and they're driving down the road, and there's this one lady reporter type. Who's constantly complaining? Yeah, okay, I remember. And you know, she's she's basically bitching because the wind is blowing, or because the wind is right. blowing, or something. And the guy that's driving turns on the windshield wipers. And it's just <laughs> I a, forgot about. That. And, I mean, it's completely <laughs> stupid. But you know what? You just came through a very tense scene with some, quite frankly, incredible Godzilla shots where he's yeah. where he's leveling this tunnel. Where they first see him, they put these uh, lights and go up him. And that's another thing I'll mention is not only is the design of Godzilla um, just fabulously well done, but I think I would say Toho upped their game as far as the miniatures and the buildings used. Oh, absolutely! Because I, you know, I've I've said for years one one thing when anybody tries to criticize this i i always give them the point because there's no point in arguing is that yeah the the buildings in uh the show and the high say eh, most of the high area look they look fake they look cardboard right. or or whatever whatever it is they're made out of when you get to the millennium era these buildings are really start you're actually you're seeing furniture mm-hmm. in the buildings which you this is the first one i think in the series that you can actually see you know desks and chairs and and whatnot and a lot more attention to detail, and I, I, I will get. Like I said, there were there were a couple things I was not particularly wild about with this movie, but I'll give him an A for effort. You know, like yeah. like I said, Godzilla looks fabulous, and putting that attention to detail in the buildings to me makes it more of a wow. You get that sense of majesty of power, which yeah, to, to, and- to me that's always a, a great factor in, in any any film in the franchise going back to the original is you want that sense of oh crap stuff just we, stuff just got real yeah you know even even in you know you, you I've, I've heard people say that will like destroy all monsters or something like that is is just brawling free-for-all and it's it's not to be taken seriously but to me the way they did it it definitely has a oh crap stuff's about to get real but then you I have, can see that. But then you have ones like Godzilla's Revenge, which the whole thing is is a fantasy from the get go. And there's there's several yeah. in the franchise that are like that. Like there's no stakes here. This is this is just being silly for silliness' sake. You I know. can see that. Yeah. This was not a kids' movie. I guess is kind of what I'm trying to say. This was this was aimed at uh, at the at the very least, you know, older young adults 
Sure. You know, sure. I, 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 they were not aiming for anybody below the age of, t- age of 18 with this particular movie, which I thought was a nice move. I, I would agree. Um, when I, fr- I will admit, when I first started getting back into Godzilla, mm-hmm. and this has got to be, well, we've been doing this for two years. Um, I'd say probably a year or two before. So I started getting back in maybe about five years ago. Okay. This is one of the first ones that I saw. Oh, okay. And considering what I was used to watching on, you know, Saturday afternoons. Right. This was just such a quantum leap past all of that. See, w- the first movie you ever did was, um, I believe it was the second or third movie in the uh, Gamera trilogy. Uh, it was the second movie in the Gamera trilogy. Yeah, and that, I remember that being my experience. I mean, I had not seen, I'd seen, you know, a couple of the, the Showa era when I was a kid, and that was it. So, oh, Gamera the Flying Turtle is a Frento Alciudinen. And I'm watching this thing, and I'm like, whoa, this stuff got good. What the <laughs> hell? You know, and that it really got me excited because once we started talking about doing this show and kind of trying to do a lot of the kaiju, that that Gamera movie really made an impression on me and actually made me want to look forward to the more modern ones, which I... the. Or the most recent one, when we started this, the most recent Godzilla film, I want to say I saw part of the first Godzilla vs. Mecha. Okay. So, I mean, that was, what, in the in the mid-70s? Mid-70s. Now, that particular one was one that I kept wanting to see, but it never seemed to work out. So, Well, as I said, yeah. I, I, and I, even that one, I only saw like about 20 minutes. I was at somebody's house, and they, they had a copy, I want to say, on VHS. This was years okay. ago. And, um, you know, it it was a, it was good, but, you know, they've they've since improved on the design of Mechagodzilla and all that, and they've, they've really upped the game. And uh, the Millennium Era, I think, does a lot of that, you know, especially when you, when you get in GMK and Final Wars. I mean, they're really going all out. They're 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 yeah. like, okay, let's just let's just make a movie that almost no one can make fun of. Something that that everyone's just like, holy crap! This this was a good movie. Yeah, well, some of the stuff later on in the uh, Millennium too, aside from the ones that you mentioned, right? Um, I mean, there's another Mecha Godzilla followed by Tokyo SOS. And they're both pretty decent films. I mean, I, I told you, uh, I think the Chiller channel on, on AT&T U-verse, like, ran a bunch of them. And the last one, which I, I can't seem to get more than five minutes, I have the same problem you do. I go to sit down and watch something, and somebody wants me to do something. Yeah. Either, either my wife or my daughter, or the dogs are barking, or whatever, and it's like, all right, I'll pause it. So I'm literally only about 15 minutes into it, but it looks good. I just Which one's that? Uh, Tokyo SOS. Oh, okay. Well, it, it, it looks really good, but it's like I, when you only watch five minutes at a time, it's like no, no, I, I got to go back to the beginning because I forgot what what the heck even happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, I you know, it is it is difficult because, like you said, something always comes up. Um, over the last week or so, I have been able to actually do a little bit of binge watching oh really okay yes. I, I, so we've talked about off mic i know you've been up to your eyebrows and quite a bit of stuff so oh, and, uh, lord yeah yeah so um, that's that's good but, that you were able to yeah. take some time for yourself oh, yeah. i i know how i know i've, I've <laughs> felt that pain believe me um and actually when we record the 
other show, we can talk a little bit about that sort of thing. Okay. But, um, okay, so now we've gone through quite a bit of our thoughts on this. So how would you rate it, though? Um, this I struggle with because I, I like it, but I don't love it. I'm not in love with it. Like I said, there's uh, the plot to me is, is a it's a I, I keep wanting it to call it. It is kind of convoluted. How's that? I keep wanting to say convoluted. I want to say overambitious. I could see that. It, it's kind of, you can follow it, but as I said earlier, you know they were they were definitely going for an older audience with this new reboot, and I think they again got a little bit too clever for their own good. And rather than having a simpler, well, not simpler, but a more streamlined plot line, okay, they got a little too involved with itself and to me that detracted from it so like i can't give it a top rating um i'm i'm gonna go crap fest okay so you're dead solid in the middle there um crap fest plus okay um i take extra special sauce i'd say yeah i can't go i can't go top of the top on this one i i have to go craptastic plus mainly because this is kind of one of the films that got me back into this genre well i understand that and i do enjoy this movie i mean it's no king kong escapes but you know what is (laughs) i actually watch that again you're just use the sickness with you dude i i you know what it's just goofy fun i just like i just like that movie okay i mean it's stupid and i don't have to think about it we'll talk about that later too (laughs) okay um now with that being said remember folks secret layer podcast at gmail.com and that means it's time to find out what is our cinematic masterpiece that we're going to be covering on our glorious 50th anniversary oh okay well we uh we actually uh had some discussions about this and uh we wanted to do something special for our 50th show and uh, we came to the conclusion that since there's really only one person in the Secret Layer Hall of Fame, we had to go back with the, the man who really disappoints us, Vincent Price. So we're going to go with the classic, The Pit and the Pendulum. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that one again. Yeah, I've, oh. I haven't seen that, God, since I was 18. And uh, the, a few months back, the wife had gotten me a, a Vincent Price collection. We were at Target, and... Uh, uh, and I've, I've actually got, I've got, we're going to have some feedback in the, in the pipeline for that one too. So very nice. It'll be, it'll be a very nice show and we're, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Here's hoping. <laughs> we always have fun. That we do. You will have fun. If you, if you do not have fun, we will make you eat your ice cream very fast and get a headache. You bastards. <laughs> and with all that being said, folks, this is D-Dub. And Stratosphere. Saying go watch a B-movie. And why? Because these movies won't watch themselves. Bye, folks. Later, kids. Gee, that was a swell movie. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater.